We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Monday, the 23rd day of May, the year of our Lord, 2022. I am Johnny Anderson alongside Ned. Ned, it is good to see you. How are you today? How was your weekend? Oh, I'm fine. Just, you know, usual family stuff. Not a problem. Looking uh -huh. forward to coming on and airing a few views. Yeah, yeah, that's that's good. Chief among which, I'm sure, is... Um, <laughs> do I have to... Do I even have to bring it up? Because everybody... it, it Like, it's common knowledge by now. Monkeypox. Yeah. The big scary oh, thing. It's, it sounds it sounds more scary than than COVID, and this is something you can actually see. So they just need a couple of cases to throw up there on television, get some stock footage, get some fear going on, get get all that churned up, just enough to where they can start putting in restrictions again. And as of today, <laughs> Belgium, right right on cue, mm -hmm. Belgium has ordered a 21-day, which is 14, apparently, with COVID. That's not enough. 21-day quarantine for anyone that is diagnosed positive with monkeypox. Oh, yeah. The incubation time is supposed to be one to two weeks, but it could be from five to 21 days. That's the incubation time. And, yeah, well, I'll tell you what. We're either going to have one or two things, aren't we, if you think about it? Uh, if they get these rashes and scabs on their hands, people are either going to be wearing more gloves and that industry is going to go through the roof, or then people are going to be accusing the gloved and the ungloved. We're going to get a polarization of them as well. Well, you're going to have to have the masks too, because they said the other day that it's, it's spread by close contact and... Oh, yeah. And dupe droplets out of yeah, your droplets, um, yeah. breathing. Yeah. 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 So they're going to have to, yeah, you yeah. see, they're going to have to bring all that back. Oh, yeah. That's just superb. We wear monkey masks. You know, I saw something the other day about uh, uh, Sainsbury's. You know, Sainsbury's, the uh, the shopping place I'll in the say UK. That. Yeah. 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 Saw something the other day. I don't know if it was actually uh, related or not, but I saw a piece in uh, was one of your outlets there, uh, and it was this. Longbridge Sainsbury's closed as ambulances called to people collapsing. I didn't see anything Ooh. else about this, but... It, is it entirely possible that that could be related to something? I mean, people collapsing. I could see one uh, person collapsing. Okay, fine. But you don't close the store for one person collapsing, do you? Nope. Oh, that's interesting. And that might definitely will be monkeypox. Could be. Could be. I, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I haven't really, I, I haven't heard much in the news about it like the mainstream media i've been watching that stuff i haven't heard really much about it yet that's doesn't yeah get out there, doesn't it? they'll wait until they get a whole bunch of stuff going on you know a whole bunch of cases they can show and then they'll put it all out there at once you know need that maximum level of fear oh but by then it might be related to monkeypox by then or whatever comes maybe next. maybe it's entirely possible mm. but uh i saw that they had the first case in germany here over the weekend first case was identified and Funny thing about that case. I, now, I'm sure that this is just sheer coincidence. It was discovered by the same hospital down in Munich. It was discovered by the same hospital as the first COVID-19 case was identified here. They found the first case down there. And if that wasn't coincidental enough, 
All right. If, if that wasn't uh, enough of a coincidence for you, it was also discovered by the same doctor that discovered the first COVID-19 case. It's on the ball. <laughs> hey, he must be. He must be way ahead of the curve, right? Must be. He's, must he's, be. he's just a forward thinker, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you what, I bet he's got a good bank account. Possibly. Not entirely sure. But... Nonetheless, all right, I, I've, I'm rambling here about uh, about this stuff. I'm sure we'll get into all this. We'll get into like cases and things like that. Uh, but what's front and center for you? Uh, where have you been this week as far as uh, research wise? I mean, I called you the other day and you were very flustered because someone had tried to run you over coming the wrong way through a car park. Don't but, you uh, dare. Don't you dare. I'll get this I, out of the air now. I'm right, not Johnny, saying a word. You're going to cop this. I am now. You shouldn't have said a damn thing on that. Right. I'm going to actually explain to the people. Not that um, disinformation, but misinformation. This is your fault, 100%. Okay. So I want to hear this. When I, right. I am go I'm going to listen back on this rare podcast <laughs> because Marty, bless his heart, put his boot in it. He did on Friday. Say, well, I'll call it misinformation. <laughs> well, it, 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 wasn't, it wasn't your fault. You rang me up. You rang me up, and I happened to be in the motor. Now, I wasn't in a supermarket car park. Oh, I thought I you was were. in My apologies. school. I was in a school car park in a queue and all these kids come out and it was a one-way system. And somebody who couldn't be bothered drove the wrong way down a one-way system with kids piling out of the building. And that okay. wound me up a bit. Fair point. And Fair point. Then that was my mistake from Marty the said, Marty said, what? Arrows and this. And then in, I do believe he went, well, I've got to suck it up. Well, I'm sorry, Mr. Opinionated <laughs> Marty <did> Foster, <laughs> but suck this up. Your opinionated ideas made you look an idiot. <laughs> so is that what's been bothering you over the weekend? No, no, no. You just dug no. it up. I'd forgotten about that. Well done, mate. But Fair that point. is that is that is a, a that is a perfect thing in life. Just one little bit of information picked up and then just used without thought was yeah, total misdirection. And we live in a world of that on a massive scale. So yeah. Actually I should thank Marty. And apologize that I actually did that on there. <laughs> but hey. Anyway, that's what has been annoying scenes. me. Yeah, is... that's behind the scenes stuff that a lot of listeners don't get purview to. That's the kind of conversations and things that go on behind the scenes here between the phone conversations we all have. But uh anyway, go on. Sorry, I didn't mean to jump in on you again. Yeah, yeah but he's gotta get that on air. He told me to suck it and see. <laughs> that's gotta come back. He's got to be big enough for that one. Yeah. I think I don't think he'll be on this week. I did speak to him. He's got uh, he's got visitors in from Australia uh, this week. Are you so. sidestepping the answer to that one? Me? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You are. <laughs> yeah, you are. No, I'm waiting to hear. I'm waiting. I'm waiting to hear what's been front and center for you all week and um, the well, uh, the conversation. Well, on and off. I mean, I've had a, I've had a few things. Yeah, I've had a few things to look at. Um, but. Uh, there's been a lot going on with the family. So I've um, looked into, I, I'm always trying to keep ahead because or on the case, this viral thing seems to be the tool that is being used time and time again, because it has to be, well, if it escaped from a lab, that means either way, it was manufactured by man to start with. If it was released, that means it was set to go. Um, if it was naturally occurring, which we know it can't be because of the actual genome strain and set up it just happened to be perfectly keyed into what was happening in the lab and not in the wet market or a bat or whatever so we, we got past that stage and we're still feeling the side effects the biggest problem is people are 
been told all over the world, no, nah, that's got nothing to do with the vaccine. That's got nothing to do with the vaccine. So you look into it. Why isn't it? And then you try and find information and they tried to shut the information down, didn't they? They tried to give it 75 years. Why would you do that? When it's, in all honesty, ER, why can't you have it? So that makes you think, well, what's going on? And then they get pages released and there's endless amounts of them. Then you find out that because it was pushed out, roughshod and out there, there was only two to four months of a controlled setup. Yeah. Whereas it usually takes at least two years. That, has, that hasn't been continuing, yeah? And as far as people like, hang on, oh, what's that um, man called? Oh, Obama, where he can stand up and say, yes, this has been tested on billions of people all over the world, so why don't everybody else take it? No, it hasn't been tested. <laughs> well, it has. Well, but it has. In, but a, yeah. in a god-awful way. In yeah. a god-awful way. No informed so consent. basically... No approval, no, no, te- yeah. no clinical trials, and the ones yeah. that they did, the ones they did have, they tried Big to cover and up. Carrots. Yeah, yeah, Big sticks and carrots and horrible things. But what people need to know is because we we rush along, we've all got kids, we rush along, and we think, well, yeah, they tell us these people that we trusted. Now you've got to give it. Well, we've trusted them, and they're telling it's still okay and that, and then you know, there's another virus, and then there's another virus. But the people that are telling us there's going to be an outbreak are high tech and the ones that are buying up all the farmland and the ones that have got all the money. We haven't got the doctors saying there's going to be an outbreak. It's all the people with money. And all of a sudden, there's an outbreak of something. Not suspect, is it? They're just looking after us. I'm sure they are. Either way. So you look into vaccines and you try and simplify it. You think, well, okay, what's the difference between the vaccines? COVID vaccines is one of the new mRNA. And even one of the people that helped create it Gave warnings about it, yeah? We all heard that about ADE and everything else, antibody-dependent enhancement. And all the warnings went out there, and it still rolled out, and people accepted it. Now, irrespective, I'm not thinking lowly or highly of anybody who took it or not. But there is a little bit of information that everybody needs to know the difference between, and that is what a live vaccine is and what a non-live vaccine is. A live vaccine is something that contains an attenuated form of the original disease. The attenuated means made smaller. There's little bits of it, but it's still live. A non-live vaccine is like it says, non-live. It's dead material. Yeah, It is totally off. So if you gave somebody... Now, what I wanted to find out was, how can I find a track record of what's been going on? In the West, it seems like the pharmaceuticals have been creating non-live vaccines and still using live vaccines in the third world, yeah? Why is that? Well, a live vaccine needs to be kept to certain temperatures. It needs to be kept live, or they freeze it and stuff. So when it's used, it's got to be used up within a certain amount of time. I remember as a kid, because as my daughter calls me, I'm ancient, the polio vaccine, it was given orally. And the oral polio vaccine is live. Polio vaccine that you get given in the West now is dead, right? It's called IPV, right? The MMR vaccine is live, though. That is live. The measles, mumps, rubella shot. Got three. Yes, it is live. Uh-huh. Okay. Because, you know, right? ECG, which is basically um, against TB, that's one of the early ones, and they've stopped giving it out to a lot of places in the West because as far as it's in, um, I mean, a lot of it's been eradicated, but they still do it in a lot of third world countries. Your smallpox, that contains live vaccines. It's called Vaccina. It has got a live it's an attenuated live disease. And that is, funny enough, what 
the CDC would advise if you had to use a vaccine against monkeypox, which would be the smallpox vaccine. And um, <laughs> and the U.S. government has just placed a hundred nineteen million dollar order for thirteen million freeze dried monkeypox vaccines. Well, that's interesting because yeah. if you actually look it up, yeah, the actual even in the old CDC, they actually say there is no known vaccine for it except the use of the smallpox vaccine. So. That might be smallpox vaccine. But what I don't understand about this is there was an agreement and there is an agreement made in the world with the health organization that in case there was an international need for smallpox vaccines, there are several countries that hold a stockpile of this and that's 31 million doses. And they're dotted all over the world and that is um, the USA as one of them, New Zealand, Japan, France and Germany. And that is an international agreement. So it's already there. Yeah. You might not say 31 millions much if you're talking about a world population, but you're not talking about a world population. There's been a few of these outbreaks. Monkeypox is seen as uh, a lesser smallpox. It is not the killer that the smallpox is. It's more of a, an irritant. It's more of a rashy thing. It, it, it has flu-like symptoms, whether it's aches, fevers, headaches, Weakness, that sort of thing, yeah? Theoretical question and, on that point. Well, the, the, theoretical question. Is it entirely possible? I, I heard this assertion being put out this morning. Is it entirely possible that what we're seeing is a reaction to, say, coming in contact with some other kind of a virus that has triggered this in people that are jabbed for COVID already? I'll tell you what it is. I'll tell you the biggest problem we've got at the moment. What's that? Is our immune system, our immune systems are buggered. You're, getting no, you're going to get no argument from me. That's the true. The thing is, right, live vaccines. Back in the 90s, when this research all really bubbled, started to come to the surface, they, they, they gave out the still live polio vaccines. Uh, and, and, then, and then they went back. There hadn't been any polio outbreak, but the mortality rate of the kids was so much better. Hang on, what's going on here? They die from other things normally in, in Africa and different things. So they found out that live vaccines have a side effect as strengthening your immune system against other pathogens. So they looked into others. So, I mean, like I was saying, your BCG, your smallpox, your polio, all your live vaccines, yeah? And they all had positive effects on the body. And they started to look into non-live vaccines. Every non-live vaccine that they've come across has what they call non-specific side effects. That means, and we're talking like, take one of the ones that was really pushed out there quite a lot, DTP. Do you know what DTP is? DTP. Diphtheria. The, the, diphtheria. Uh, diphtheria and the tuberculosis shot, right? Tet or tetanus. Uh, diphtheria, tetanus, and the fancy word beginning with P, it's it's like um, for whooping cough, it's called pertussis. Yeah, yeah, but yes, I didn't know that word, but it's um, whooping cough has been a big thing. Uh, T the Tdap shot, yes, that's what they, uh, yeah, that that's what they call it in the states. Tdap, the Tdap, right? Yeah. They, yeah, yeah, right. What is the main one? Is called a Dtap. Yes, okay, that's the main shot. Tdap is the booster. Gotcha. Okay. Right? And you're not supposed to take the booster if you've had a bad side effect from the Dtap. I see. Main shot. Um, so. But all there is a non-live vaccine. So this is basically non-live vaccines. They are designed specifically to find something and work on it. Yeah, and they need an they they need some. Oh, how, how can I put it in a simplified word? An activator. 
Whereas the live vaccine Adjuvants. is live. Yeah, it's already there. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, so so it, it needs, I'm trying to just give you, so it needs this. But the problem is because over the years, drugs and everything have had these controlled times on checking things and all the feedback has been about, are there been any side effects or whatever? But with vaccines, funny enough, because it has an initial reaction or they find something that affects the disease they're looking for, they then dismiss everything else. Oh, no, that side effect can't have anything to do with us because it's uh, medically that can't be right. But no, not one non-live vaccine has a positive lasting effect. It doesn't cure. None of them cure it either. They always do the symptoms. They affect it over its period of time and they don't give you that immunization forever like a live vaccine can. It doesn't train your system like like these. It's a money saver or a money maker, should I say. Yeah. And this has been looked into by um, vaccine researchers for a long time, which are outside of the pharmaceuticals. This is a problem. So you've got a polio vaccine that gets given out. Now, they thought mortality rates because it's easier to see in the third world. So they started to look into the West and it's more hospitalizations. So you're tending to get more hospitalizations, which then sort of gets lost in the woodwork and they get treated for the symptoms of whatever. And it never gets fed back that it could be a possibility. There's a problem with the vaccine. What vaccines have you have? What haven't you had? And COVID, believe it or not, is a non-live vaccine. I have now, a question. How many you. pages? Go for it. Have you ever, I'm sorry to interject, but this is all relevant to what I what I have lined up here that you haven't seen yet. Have you ever taken a tour of a uh, of a bioterror facility? You ever seen one? You ever wondered what goes on inside? As in the proper bio lab? No, a bioterror facility. Bioterror. Yeah. What's that? Well, uh, uh, let's just ask Mr. Gates. He's going to take us on a tour of, uh, of one here. <laughs> is he really? He is. Bless he is, him. yes. We're in Abu Dhabi in the UAE looking at a big vaccine warehouse. It's very modern. It's got a lot of great refrigeration capacity. Things are tracked very well. It's impressive to see millions of COVID vaccines all in one place and think we're trying to deliver billions of these vaccines. Most vaccines spoil at room temperature. And so depending on the vaccine, it either has to be below eight degrees or it might have to, like some of the newer vaccines, be even colder. Figuring out how to get them in the countries and getting them out into the rural areas is very difficult. As things get very complex, overwhelming the refrigeration capacity in some countries, having an intermediate stop like this can help a lot. The logistics are important, particularly where you have vaccines that expire in a short period of time. Vaccines save lives. Having vaccines here ready to go shows people have really stepped up for this pandemic. Stepped so, up. Yeah, stepped up. See, there you go. That's that's a tour of a bioterror facility. What do you think? I know how much it costs for a minus 81 degrees freezer in and everything UAE. else. And that is, <laughs> a vast, that, is a, yeah, that, that is a vast complex, and that just popped up. In the middle of the desert, yes. Yeah, it just popped up. It, it, this is how UAE decided to respond, did they? Okay, right, all right. So it hadn't got anything to do with anybody else. Well, no, see, and it's important planned. that they have, well, it's important that they have those logistical systems in place to be able to get them out to uh, to all the other countries <laughs> and make sure that people get that, yeah. that, you know, life-saving juice. <laughs> so this is, hang on, this is the UAE. So 
So we're not thinking about hey, well, it's more of a hub. A lab that's that was, that's a hub. Yeah. But a lab that was outside of international law because it was in China. Labs in the Ukraine which are out of international law because Ukraine wasn't in NATO. And yep. now we've got the UAE, which are small Arab states which are self-governing and if you're not an Emirati you're an expat that's working there and if you're not that you're a jiggly which is nothing which is outside of God knows how many laws why does (laughs) everything have to be out of laws because they don't want any transparency because they don't want truth they don't want anything if it's outside what why haven't you got several of these spaces like hang on they decided to stockpile like we said several doses of the smallpox, 31 million doses yes. of those, five different countries. So they must have a setup to maintain that. Why didn't they just expand them within the international territory? Because they're dotted all over the world so they can respond to areas all over the world. Yeah, I think Mr. Bogeyman Gates is talking out of his nasty little ass again. It sounds up like to no he's... good. Yeah, it sounds like he's setting the stage for his uh, his germ team, doesn't it? He's setting up those. Is he? Uh, and, he's he's right. Yeah, I yeah, have it's a Pokemon um, Gates and his germs. Yeah, I do have uh, a clip here. This is the first case that was reported in the U.S. Good evening. Earlier, as you received notice uh, from the Massachusetts Department of Public Health, there's a patient in the Commonwealth uh, of Massachusetts who has been confirmed to have infection with monkeypox. That patient is currently hospitalized at Massachusetts General Hospital and is admitted to our special pathogens program. He is in stable condition and Dr. uh, Chinoy will let you know additional details. Um, Massachusetts General Hospital is the designated regional emerging special pathogens treatment center uh, for the New England area for the six states and the patient is doing well safely in isolation uh, in our unit. So the patient was admitted on the 12th. Um, They were being evaluated for various symptoms. During the course of their admission they were identified as a possible monkeypox suspect and this was really uh, unusual because the patient had no travel history, uh, no uh, exposure to animals that would be known to be reservoirs. However, the team uh, thinking about the patient and hearing um, just over the weekend about some of the cases in the United Kingdom thought more broadly about the patient's diagnosis. When they did that, they communicated that directly to myself. We communicated with the public health authorities. We transferred the patient throughout the course of the day to our special pathogens unit where they've remained. Um, We are in the process, um, as you can imagine, of working with public health authorities on contact tracing, um, contact tracing of our employees, of patients, and of visitors. And that's going to continue over the course of the next several days. You know, one of the biggest problems I have with that is they're all wearing white lab coats with Harvard logos on them. (laughs) I've I've got a question about this, you know. I've just been thinking, and the problem is is it's when, when you try and stay on top of things, little snippets of information. I mean, that monkeypox is classified although it's viral it's called a, a zoonosis and that means a virus transmitted um to humans from animals so it's a, a, a zoonosis type of but you know our bless our fda obviously your fda and they must have been working hard during this covid thing and doing oh, whatever and hiding overtime, stuff. working overtime working overtime the symptoms are very similar to smallpox like i said before although it's less severe your monkeypox was first discovered in the late 50s. I think the first big outbreak was in the Congo in the 70s. So we know it's probably 
and obviously that was a chap came over from Nigeria and he bought it with him and everything else or whatever. So, but why in 2021 did the FDA approve a drug to treat smallpox? Now they stopped administering drugs for smallpox because it had been eradicated apparently. But in 2021, which was not so long ago, your FDA approved a drug to treat smallpox. I think the actual fun name out in there is called Tembexa, which is the actual company uh, company name or whatever. But well, why that? Are they getting ahead of the game? I mean, there's, there's too much continuity here. It's just information. Make of it what you want. Yeah. We have the following numbers in the following countries at the moment. These are confirmed numbers that we're seeing uh, coming out of. Uh, these are reported through uh, data wrapper uh, who are watching World Health Organization who are tracking these cases. And they say that this is an extremely unprecedented event, World Health Organization. Of course, they have their big conference that's just kicked off in Geneva. And of course, just down the road nice. from there... As of today, you've got the opening of the World Economic Forum with Klaus Schwab, uh, which we'll be talking about that all week uh, as we get some of their opening statements starting tomorrow. Unfortunately, they haven't made any today. Spain, 40 cases. Portugal, 23. UK, 20. Canada, 5. Belgium, 4. Italy, 3. Germany, 3. Australia, 2. Uh, thank God they've already got all the things in place down there to be able to quarantine people. Netherlands, 2. USA, 2. Switzerland, France, Sweden, Israel, all have one. Why? Does anybody question this? Why all of a sudden is it well, breaking out everywhere again? We are. And now you've got cases, by the way, that uh, it's being reported this afternoon that uh, we've got the number of cases that are over 100 now worldwide. <laughs> God. Uh, it's, just, uh, like, it's, it's just the next thing, isn't it? Like, it's, as soon as you, yeah, as soon as you get through well, one thing, it's like it's just they're, they're going to roll right into the next one. Yeah. Well, some good things have happened, but there you go. Well, you know, it's Russia's we'll fault, right? This is out of the mirror this afternoon. Now, I know that the mirror is gutter press and all, but Russia looked into using monkeypox as a biological weapon, claims an ex-Soviet scientist. You see, they had to pin it on Putin. Oh, bollocks. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, it's like the nuclear, n nuclear deterrent. Yeah. They've got some, we've got some, we can both throw it at each other. If they've got it, we've got it. Maybe Putin wanted to see what the U.S. had been working on in the Ukraine, so he now has uh -huh. it. Well, that's possible. That's that's possible. Again, like I said, I'm not taking a side in that thing. Uh, President Joe Biden this afternoon, Joey, two scoops there. Uh, he has said <laughs> two scoops, two scoops ice cream. <laughs> he um, he's made a statement this afternoon concerning the uh, the outbreaks. Of course, you know the U.S. has already ordered uh, 13 million doses. President Joe Biden said on Sunday, so today at the time of recording, that the new monkeypox outbreak should concern everybody as it continues to baffle medical officials around the world. Everybody should be oh, concerned yeah. about it. Yeah, he was he was in South Korea giving a speech. Uh, he got off the plane wearing a mask by himself, wearing a mask, came down the uh, the stairs there off of the uh, off of Air Force 1 with his mask on, and then he walks up to somebody, takes the mask off and then shakes their hand. Figure that one out. And breathe his monkeypox everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, he says, I, we're I'll working on agree. it. I'll have to agree with him. I'll have to yeah, agree with him on one They're thing. working on it, though. They're, they're working. He says they're working on it, and they're working hard on it to figure out what to do. Oh, but I will agree with him on something. Medical people will be baffled at such a piss take because they know how viruses work, and they know the outbreaks, and they're centralized, and they know what gets put out, and they all have patterns. These diseases have patterns. Yeah. Just you like anything. Why? Do you know why? Because if they patent what? the disease, then it allows them to patent 
that once you patent the disease, then you own it. Then it allows you to mm -hmm. patent a vaccine, and then it allows you to patent mm -hmm. the solutions for it after that. Well, there is one interesting aspect, since they are ahead of the game. RNHS has um, <laughs> decided who should be vaccinated first. So they've picked on such a thing as, um, let me see, top of the list, men who have sex with men and bisexuals. What? They've decided who should be on the top of the list first. Okay. The NHS. You know, I, I, saw, I saw that headline today. I thought it was a joke. <laughs> We've been living in a two years of a joke, haven't we? Well, that's, yeah, we have. We have. But I, I saw that today and I thought, what? It, like, is there any scientific basis for that? I mean, I'm, I'm just asking. You said that. Uh, well, well, the thing is, basically, you look at it whatever way you want. You can either, I mean, look at it from the dodgy left neo-liberal side of things where they actually don't believe what they say and they make everybody segregate themselves from each other and point the finger whether it's racist, whether it's white supremacist, whether you're black, you're white, you're gay, you're this, you're whatever. Does somebody want to, say, accuse gay population of men? Why would they need vaccinating first? Remember who was in charge of the uh, the HIV vaccination program back in the 80s. It was Fauci, wasn't it? <laughs> mm -hmm. Fauci. So if there was a man that, that was ever deserving of having all these vaccines tested on himself would be him. But where, where, do you, where do they go from here? Why do they pick a specific group? Because when you pick a specific group, you are then going to get unrest within the public domain. Whether you are straight, as some people would say, or whether you're gay, or whether you lean one way or another, or whether, and uh, as a parent, you, you can't afford to really be like that, because if you've got kids, you know they might lean one way or another, so you've got to keep an open mind. But why start pointing fingers? And that, to me, is a very strange thing to do. And they need the civil unrest. They, they need something, they, they, yes. need to, they need to stir up the civil the unrest. The only thing he could do. So what do you do? So if 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 you go back to the the tin hat brigade and the conspiracy theorists, what do you have them thinking now? Do they then these people behind the dark curtains that you don't see the faces of? Do they want to start on a specific side and do the clean up of the human race? Who was that idiot, by the way, that was making a speech? That academic. That was making um, a speech about the, the world could only the world could yeah, only yeah, exist yeah. properly with one to two um, billion humans. Hang on just a second, I'll grab that because that that's a um, that's a clip that we're going to keep on tap. I need to I need to get that worked over to the board so we can just we can grab that whenever we need it. But this is Dennis Meadows. Dennis Meadows, and for those that have been listening on a regular basis, you've you've heard this. Uh, this is Dennis Meadows. Dennis Meadows is a member of the Club of Rome, and he's uh, he's a basically he's a neo Malthusian, <laughs> is what he is. He believes that the population of the world should be balanced with uh, the amount of resources that we actually have. And quite frankly, Gates and and Fauci. Well, I don't, I don't know. I don't really know Fauci. I don't think he's ever spoken on this uh, per se. But Gates, what did he say? Uh, if we do a really great job with this on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health, we can lower that by ten to fifteen percent, right? And then, and the rest. Yeah, and then you've got Schwab and company, and all these uh, you know World Economic Forum people. They're all on board with the ideas that the Club of Rome has, which was uh, put forth for the, uh, the the depopulation agenda. But this is uh, Dennis Meadows talking about depopulation. 
so far, globally, you are so far above the population and the consumption levels, which can be supported by this planet, that I know in one way or another it's going to come back down. So I don't hope to avoid that. Uh, I hope that it can occur in a, a, a civil way, I, I, and I mean civil in a, in a special way, I, peaceful. Peace doesn't mean uh, that everybody's happy. But it means that conflict isn't solved through violence, through through force, uh, but rather in other ways. And so uh, that's what I hope for, uh, that we can, I mean, the planet can support something like a billion people, maybe two billion, depending on how much liberty and how much material consumption you want to, to have. If you want more liberty and more consumption, you have to have fewer people. And conversely, you can have more people. I mean, we could even have eight or nine billion, probably, if we have a very strong dictatorship, which is smart. It's, unfortunately, you never have smart dictatorships. They're always stupid. So, But if you had a smart dictatorship and a low standard of living, you can have it. But, but we want to have freedom and we want to have a high sentence. So we're going to have a billion people. And we're now at seven. So we have to get back down. I hope that this can be slow, relatively slow, and that it can be done in a way which is relatively equal. Uh, you know, so that people share uh, the experience and you don't have a few rich, you know, trying to force everybody share else to, the to deal yeah. with it. So those are my hopes. I mean, these are pretty pessimistic hopes, you know. You see, you want people to be able to share in the experience when you exterminate six billion people. Yeah, yeah. How do you just peacefully do it? Or are they, oh, I know, get them to self-administer and take drugs which will knock exactly. them out and yeah Depress you know them, and um, hang on <laughs> yeah t- put them in total lockdown and yep. they'll jump off the buildings yeah no no that is not a peaceful world his idea of peaceful is not hit with a stick or shoot them isn't that well, very just, this is not, not a very peaceful people. world yeah they're just not shooting yeah. people yet they're they're going to get to that point as a matter of fact um i've got a uh, I've good. Got, yeah yeah I, it's for your health um, there was a mm. clip that I posted of Dr. Mike Yaden. You're familiar with Dr. Yaden, yes? Well, not on a regular basis, but yeah. <clears throat> no? Okay. Dr. Yaden is the former vice president of Pfizer, their chief scientific officer. Yeah. This is an interview he gave over the weekend. This is just a small 90-second snippet. Uh, most of this is up on our Telegram page. But um, this is what he had to say about the governments and the World Economic Forum. The one thing you should do, I, I suggest, is, um, um, what do you say, Chris Sky says this, united non-compliance, something like that, unified non-compliance. Don't go along with it. So if your job depends on vaccination, be without work. You can't repair your life. You know, if you can't go on holiday without a vaccine passport, for crying out loud, don't fly for a couple of years. Uh, and so when you see the next one of these coming, I, I think the best we can do is wake everybody up each time and push them back. Um, sadly, I believe in the end, they're going to double down and double down again. I think they'll use violence. I think they don't want to do that because when the glove, when the mask slip, gloves, gloves off, to mix my metaphors, and they start shooting their own citizens, which eventually they will, at that point, people are going to have to pick a side and it's going to end very messily. I think there's virtually no chance having rehearsed probably for decades to do this. I think there is no chance because they, even if the, the super perpetrators, I don't know who they are, but we can guess, the super wealthy and powerful, even if they thought, well, do you know what, let's back off and have another go in a few years. All the, um, the, uh, the World Economic Forum alumni, most very many 
of the current leaders of countries have been through Schwab's leadership program. Um, I think they know that if they try and back off this, quite a lot of them, I'm not, I'm not pushing for this, by the way. I definitely don't want this. I do not want violence. But I, I think there's a strong chance quite a few of them will get Mussolini's treatment. Okay? That, and I think they know that. If, if, so if they don't roll us over, they're going to get hung. This is exactly what you had stated well over a year ago, Ned, was that if this ends, if the states of emergency end, if the uh, restrictions and everything, which make no mistake, those have not ended. If they've indeed ended, why are they still on the books? Why have they not been rescinded? They've just paused them. They've taken a step back. Oh, yeah. But you said this, if these things end, then there's going to be a time of accountability. And so- it comes down to you what Yadin just that. said. They cannot afford it. No, they cannot afford to no, do a tactical can't. retreat. You can't. But no matter what happens, even at a, even even if it stops and there's a point of accountability, that accountability will be the faces that you've seen. It won't be the faces that you haven't seen. If there's violence, if if, if they want to get to a point and there's violence, they will still be trying to hide in the background and manipulate things no matter what. And that is where you you can't stop because when you think they they obviously have a very low opinion of the human race in general. Firstly, I find that very aggravating. I find it so aggravating that they we're just garbage generally think we're we're just well, garbage. Yeah. So they think that even if there's an uprising, if there's this, they can still maintain the reins and reform it in any way they want. Because it's got to take some radical steps. If 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 people get wise and they don't want to mean well, from my point of view, anyway, what people have got to do is take back their own health. I mean, you the best thing you could do is live longer, take back your own health, live, live longer, and be a right aggravating bunch of bastards to people out there and just keep going. It's as simple as that. And the more of us keep going and formulate this, it'd be great. Because eventually it's got to crumble. It's got to crumble. He says, don't fly. The, the people that will, we already know, people will quite happily take a drug to go on holiday. They will quite happily make sure the kids have got it first. This is something I do not understand. Yes, um, in our household, there is choice. One has, one hasn't. One is a child and that person is a teenager and they will have choice of whether they want to or not because they're a young adult. And that is something I have to stick to my lines because if you don't, if you, if all these choices and these free points of freedom are taken away, it's whether I like it or not, it it, it, it destroys humanity. It destroys is what meshes us together. It destroy, destroys our communities, and they've already been knocked about two years. They've, I mean, lockdowns. Everybody knows. Well, it probably killed more people. Not and and worsened it. I mean, right at the beginning of it, somebody came up with a wonderful uh, a petri dish. That's what you're doing. Lock yourself down. You're in a bacterial petri dish. So when it comes out, it's going to spike anyway. Guess what? It did. But they used that and said, "Well, you got to take a booster. You got to take this. You got to take this." And it was. And they'll do it again. They'll do it again. Yeah. If these people, if these people like Gates, are such good people, and all these. People in the um, World Economic Forum are such good people and they care for the human race. That vaccine wouldn't have cost anything other than what it was needed to make. That vaccine, if it was any good and it was just not a moneymaker, the patents would have been handed out all over the world. So people would make it and see what it truly is or not. The other countries, as in the Eastern countries like India, Russia, China, they would have used ours. 
But they didn't, did they? It's it's so obvious and it's so pathetic that I just don't get it. What I don't understand is why people there are there are groups of people. There are in some countries there's bigger groups than others. Generally, people aren't upset, or if they are, they're disguising it very well. There's not there, there seems to be there's not even a, a, a big tide in a direction. It's just like a slow little ebb and flow, and it's just going nowhere. And these people have got to listen. And it, I mean, the, going back to the point, of taking your health. Yeah, yeah. I, I, but the thing <laughs> is, foods. and I agree. Oh. But go, going back to uh, going back to that is getting to the masses. I I don't think that. And, and believe me, this is this is very frustrating from someone like our standpoint. It, it, it's very frustrating if we think that we're going to be able to somehow wake up the masses and just kind of somehow or another flip this, and and it's going to happen overnight. We're going to be very disappointed. <laughs> no. That's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. The oh, best it's a long we can, game. Yeah, it is a very long game. And the whole point is, is that they're just trying to grind everybody down. They're trying to wear everybody out. So everybody just quits and, and you just go away. That's all they need to do here. But in the meantime, they're trying to reorganize everything while trying to keep the House of Cards from collapsing, which it's not really going well for them. Uh, at the same time, we have a very good majority of people that are awake as in like people see we have more people awake now than we've ever had at any point in modern history so i don't see the situation as hopeless i do see no, the situation no no of course not uh, i've never thought that once but i do see the window of opportunity closing i'm less hopeful now to kind of piggyback on what dr yaden was just saying i'm less hopeful now that we can sort this out peacefully because as he said it will come to a point where they're just going to start shooting people in the streets and i don't want to i don't want to think about that but if you thought that you're just going to be able to skate through this if you're still on the fence or you know somebody that's still on the fence it's not going to work the best we can hope for is that us being the voices of dissent, this is like behavioral psychology stuff, the best we can hope for is us as dissenters with dissenting voices. What's important is that we continue to be those voices of dissent. We can't stop doing that, no matter right. the case. It has to be that way. We have to keep that pressure on. And the best we can hope for doing this, and it, and it will be successful, I believe, in the long game, in this war of attrition, that's what it will be. But what we can do is along the way, all we're doing is we're planting seeds. That's it. We have to continue to be that voice of dissent to continue to plant seeds. I know people personally that went out, got jabbed. I mean, they had their reasons and some didn't. They just did it because they did it. And now they said, you know what? I'm No, no more. No more. Mm -hmm. They they woke up. They woke up to it. They might have believed it in the beginning and, and then they woke up to it and they said, no, no more. So they're now the ones that have been turned. The ones that have been fooled and the ones that have woken up to being fooled are usually the biggest threats to an yeah. to some kind of an agenda. What did Yuri Bezmenov say about the uh, the Marxists when they take over something? The first people that are the ones to go are the ones that helped you ascend to power. Those are the first people to go because you become a bigger threat than the people that are already dissenting against you before it even starts. Oh, yeah. If you turn some people, that's right. Yeah. But the hardest, the hardest thing to do is to actually just tell them to do it in a passive way, like it, Meadows was suggesting. It's a, yeah, where it's to a some, peaceful. To way. some respect, well, yeah. I mean, some people will say, "Well, it's human nature to um, just fight or flight, or you know, do we we are so this way or that." No, what makes us different is 
our natures are controlled by us and we have to, yeah, like you say, just keep going. Just keep going. As much as, much as sometimes I'd like to scream. I mean, you know the most boring thing about this is? It's nailing us to this perch. I feel like I'm in a cat litter tray full of shit, but I want to get out into the rest of the universe. And they're slowing things up because yeah, they just want to keep their pompous little backyard alive of pathetic nothing. We we were designed, we were created, we were whatever idea people want to say, not just to stay here and be niggled by some pathetic, pompous fat cat somewhere and manipulated. We were there to use our ingenuity to actually get out there. No, I hear that you, my friend. I hear you. Most, that is the most niggling thing about it all. It is. It is. I, I completely agree with you because, I, I mean, I said... We're wasting the, it. Uh, exactly. Exactly. I, I said I said as soon as this started, as soon as this started, I said, are you people serious? I said, we don't have time for this nonsense. We don't have time for this. No. You can sit here and you can do whatever in the hell you want to do. You want to fight over some political circle and ascend to power and do whatever, like Schwab and a bunch of these fat asses that are sitting down there eating their filet mignon while they're telling you to eat cricket bread. We don't have time for this. We do not have time for this. And I, I agree with you. I, I totally agree with you that it's very frustrating because I... It's pathetic. It, it is, is pathetic. Really pathetic. It is pathetic yeah. that they are just that stupid and that childish. But I um I I literally, I, I look at this as just something to be... If you were to put this in a playground analogy, I don't have time for this. I, I would just walk the other way. You know what I mean? I know. I know. I mean, when you grew up, you wanted to go up and you just sorted the bully out. Yeah. Yeah, you just go that, up and that, you, you that, smash that was him it. two or three times. Then, you smash him over the face uh, with a brick and knock a couple of his teeth out. With it. It. Yeah. Yeah. This, they are. They are. A bully does not have friends. And the thing is, it's poisonous. It, this poison works from within because the people, the group of people who know what they're doing, have all the people around them know there's a pecking order here. They've all got to fall in line and follow this horrible, nasty little ideal of theirs. And that, they're all expendable, so there's going to be no friends. They're going to be smiling at each other with dull, empty pools of brown shit eyes. And they'll just be looking at each other, empty looks, false smiles, and they'll be frightened about each other as well. And it's, it, it's a sad existence. We're not designed for that. We're designed to just play hard, work hard, and get out there and see what there is. Because we, that is part of our nature. If we have a feeling of worth and we like to, we socialize and be a community spirit and help each other. And we like to discover things. Some people will give it, I can't be asked with that, you know, but I'll put my bit in, I'll fix it or I'll, I'll go and dig that hole. Or if you give me a bit of whatever, you know, a couple of hectares on Mars, I'll farm it for you or whatever. Fine. Thanks for everybody. But you know what I mean? But wherever you go, there's got to be, Community, there's got to be people that know they can rely on each other. At the moment in this world, I don't think there is that reliability in, in many degrees. It's in small units and whatever. It's like, I know the neighbours, I know what, we're going to quite possibly have a uh, platinum barbecue or whatever, because we any reason to get together and have a meal and have a drink and get the people that you haven't seen for ages, your neighbours. How many people don't know the neighbors that are only five houses down? Me. Why not? <laughs> Me. I, I don't. I mean, I, you know, we say hi and everything, but it's not like a, you know, hi, how you doing on first name basis kind of stuff. But, you know, I, I suppose I'm lucky that degree. It's still got quite a bit of community and it yeah. does make a difference. 
It does. A couple of things here. The WHO has issued an official statement. They have said oh, that um, summer festivals and mass gatherings could accelerate the spread of monkeypox this summer. They say... As we enter the summer season in the European region with mass gatherings, festivals, and parties, I am concerned that transmission could accelerate as the cases currently being detected are among those engaging in sexual activity and the symptoms are unfamiliar to many. That's Dr. Hans Kluger of the WHO. He's the regional director for Europe. Uh, according to Sky News, exactly, this is a quote from Sky News, exactly what is driving the UK's largest outbreak is a mystery especially as health experts previously asserted that monkeypox wasn't very transmissible amongst humans with spec or with some speculating it has already mutated you hear this yeah good lab experiment all they need now is obama to stand up and say off you go boys get this one well ned you said a lab experiment and you said that in the beginning and to be fair this literally broke 5 minutes ago the national pulse natalie winters and raheem kassam which, by the way, he's a he's a British fellow. If you didn't know, uh, used to run Breitbart London. Yeah, there's a something interesting. Um, I, I'm sure this is just coincidence. The Wuhan Institute of Virology assembled a monkeypox virus genome, allowing the virus to be identified through PCR tests using a method <laughs> researchers flagged for potentially creating a contagious pathogen. Huh? Ah. <laughs> That's interesting. When did they do this? Let's take a look. The study was first published in February of 2022, so just a few months ago. Ooh, yeah. Just months before the latest international outbreak of monkeypox cases, which appears to have now reached the United States and the United Kingdom. The paper, which was authored by nine Wuhan Institute of Virology researchers and published in the lab's quarterly scientific journal... Virologica Sinica also follows the wide-scale use of polymerase chain reaction, or PCR tests, to identify COVID-19 positive individuals. Researchers appeared to identify a portion of the monkeypox virus genome, enabling PCR tests to identify the virus in the paper. This is a quote from the paper. Efficient assembly of a large fragment of monkeypox virus genome as a qPCR template using dual selection-based transformation-associated recombination. Funny, that was published in February. Yeah. We'd not heard of it. Well, I mean, we, we heard of one case in the U.S. in Maryland in November, but nobody paid attention to that, right? No, nobody paid attention to that. Monkeypox viruses are referred to as MPXVs in the paper. And they have strains that are more pathogenic and have been reported to infect humans in various parts of the world. These are quotes from the paper. Quantitative polymerase chain reaction, or qPCR, is the, quote, gold standard for the detection of orthopox virus, including MPVX. For pan-orthopox virus detection, the E9L DNA polymerase gene has been shown to be an excellent target for qPCR assays. For MPXV detection, they reported that the three, uh, C3L, which is the complement binding protein gene, could be used as the qPCR target for the MPXV Congo Basin strain, which was the case you talked about back in the 90s. Well, actually, it's before that, but yeah. Well, it was before that, yeah, but they had a big outbreak in the, in the 90s yeah, from the Congo. It did. That's yeah. the second one. The first uh -huh. one was in the 70s. As an efficient tool for assembling large DNA fragments up to 592 kilobits in length, uh, the paper acknowledged that TAR, which is uh, transformation-associated recombinant, 
which they used to isolate a genomic fragment of the monkeypox virus itself, was applied in virological research and could also raise potential security concerns, especially when the assembled product contains a full set of genetic material that can be recovered <laughs> into a contagious pathogen. Which sounds like fully live. Awesome. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's fully live. Yeah. In this study... Although a full-length viral genome would be the ideal reference template uh, for, de for detecting MPVX by a qPCR, we only sought to assemble a 55 KB viral fragment, less than one-third of the genome, uh, the, the MPVX or XV genome. This assembly product is a, quote, fail-safe by virtually eliminating any risk of recovering into an infectious virus while providing multiple qPCR targets for detecting MPXV or or other orthopox viruses. So they just took a fragment of that. So rather than take the full virus, it looks like they just took the fragment of it. It's like an attenuated form. Yes. The unearthed study follows the Wuhan Institute of Virology conducting similar research into the I hate that word. That I hate that place. I, it's just, it's god-awful, isn't it? it? It's god-awful. That's where they do the- Wuhan, Wuhan, Wuhan. Yeah, that's where they do the- And where'd all the money come from? Came from Fauci, came from Google, came from, <laughs> came from the Department of Defense. This is why you can't do this kind of work in places like the United States, Canada, uh, European countries, the UK. You can't do this kind of research there because it's illegal. So they do yeah, it. They correct. do it in China. They do it in Ukraine. They do it in. Uh, they store these things in places like the United Arab Emirates, where they're outside, as you said earlier, Ned, where they're outside of the mm -hmm. international controls. That doesn't mean they're not accountable. That's what people have got to say. Doesn't matter where you are. This is our world. You're accountable to something for somebody. Doesn't mean you can just do what you want because that's what's happening. Somebody has to. He crowned that Fauci. He is, just needs to be put right out of the way because he's strutting around saying he's not accountable to the law. The law should not have any precedence over the CDC and the NIS and everything else. They should. That's what laws are for, accountability. What do you do? I mean, who puts him in power? How long has he been there? 40 years. 40 years. 4 zero. He's been in there in the same position for 40 years. He is our highest paid government official. He makes twice as much as the U.S. president in the salaries. Oh, hey, yeah. Hang on a second. I heard something the other day. A kickbacks for those buggers. Yes, he he's got them. Yeah, Bruce uh, actually did a uh, did a segment on that. He had... I want to say it was in the neighborhood. I wish he was here right now. I want to say it was in the neighborhood of 23 separate payouts since the start of COVID-19 for pharmaceutical companies. He's got all those different options through the uh, the pharma companies where he gets kickback. That alone, that alone should make him set up for accountability because, I mean, he sets any, policy. anybody he, that's, that's what these people do. They set policy and they hold stock options in the policies that they set. And they make loads of money on the way down and on the way back up. Anyone in government shouldn't be allowed to do that. That's why you're in government. I was actually reading something about uh, your chancellor of the Exchequer, Sunak. He and his wife were listed oh, as some of the richest people in the UK. Rich in what? These people are so rich in money, but they've got no soul. They're not. No, you um, can't have a soul if you've got that kind of money. <laughs> no, it's not that. I mean, it's it's money is a tool that has been totally abused now. So if you had, whether it's a stonemason or whether it's a carpenter, or whatever. If he had somebody misusing the tool time and time again, he'd give it, taking that tool away. Right, so 
something has to be reset up with the tool of money. It's become a one-sided issue, hasn't it? As we talked about with BlackRock, how can one asset management have more money than everything but the US and China? I mean, they've got more. I mean, it's not a conspiracy. It's there. They've got their pies. I mean, so, I mean, before I had my daughter, I used to just look at the things, do whatever, because it wasn't, the world wasn't affecting me and I could do what I wanted. I was a single person, la, 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 la. And once I decided several years ago to have a look at where all these companies fed in. And I got down to 47 on a global thing. And I went, I'm not going any further. So I just did it for a laugh to begin with. And then because that would start making my head crank about. And then I left it and didn't really start looking till just before the millennium again. And loads of things had happened by then. Loads of things. In some respects, for me, I suppose, to actually keep digging up, keep looking for facts, keep everything is a penance to myself that I've got to keep doing this. Because, yeah, I, I think um, in, some, in some way, I mean, I think everybody that actually has not or avoided a certain amount of knowledge because they just, because we are living in a world where, well, we don't want to know. No, I don't need to know that because if I know that, I might have to think or I might have to do something about it. But yeah, yeah, I've been there. And I, I, I personally think, I mean, to my last breath, if it takes that, you just got to keep going. You got to keep going, keep digging, keep just being on the right side of everything because there is a right side there's a lot of wrongness going on and even if that's the one thing you do in life you've just you've just got to do it because i've been in that nonchalant place and yeah life can be seem to be rosy and everything but it really isn't it's not the end result would be far worse than what you think i'd rather continue to do this and if it does fail which i don't believe it's going to but uh if it does fail then and I, I told the guys this when we first started, I said, even if it does go wrong and, and all of it comes down, I said, at least we can be at peace with ourselves saying that we tried. So I'm, but I, I don't believe it's going to get you to that point. find I, another way to do it though. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. yeah, that's true. Just, uh, but just the, have to find another way. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, I'm, I'm hopeful that this can be done and, and settled in a reasonable way. It doesn't have to get to the level that Dr. Yaden was talking about. It doesn't have to go that way. No. The ones that are pushing this, as you said, the ones that are that are fooling around with all this this nonsense that we don't have time for, they're on the verge of losing all control for the rest of well, time immemorial. So like that's it. They're they're at the end. As you said before, there's no place for them in the world. Not anymore. There's no place for them. There there's no there's no room for them going forward. Their time is over. I, I, I seriously believe that they actually want to reduce population for one oh, yes. reason. Yes. So they can stay here. Yes, I believe that. They are so frightened that, wow, all that ingenuity, once it's out off this rock, moving about into that lovely garden of a universe out there, they won't be able to, they will not be able to control it. It won't be. I mean, can you, if you think about it, what was the Wild West like when it initially kicked off? People just went, oof. This is what's out there. Don't care. Let's go. And that's what it would be. It's a frontier. And it was dangerous. It, it was dangerous. I mean, it was. It but did was, people it care? The Wild West. No, no, they didn't. They didn't care. They rushed out there, giving it. It's a new beginning. This is an unknown. But hey, whatever I find, somebody will come up here after me, and they'll discover something else. And yeah, it's quite. If you think about it, it had its dark sides. Yeah, all, all frontiers do. But 
we have such an ingenious spark for discovery and the unknown and that's it, it's it's just there all right my friend uh we're at time here we're gonna have to go any final words look after yourself people look after your own health that's where it all begins with because that's what they're knackering up that is what they're using against you as much as i do harp on about certain things and i will bite my teeth into this covid and everything look into whatever they want you to take but they want your kids to take do a little bit of your own research and see if you really need it bless the lot of you well said my friend well said for those of you who would like to send us some feedback please do so anytime by sending us an email at dynamicpodcast.protonmail.com also do you like the podcast you're listening to we do love having you as a listener and we would humbly ask you to pass this along to five friends do you know someone you're trying to wake up do you know someone you're trying to get to think on their own we would appreciate it very much if you would send them our direction Nat, i want to thank you for being here this evening thank you to all of the listeners everyone have a great evening